everybody we are here and today is thursday november 3rd my name is kevin vargo host and founder of the mid park music brand and today we are in green bay wisconsin just a little bit away from milwaukee uh, with tyler from sherry lane we will get to that conversation here in just a moment uh, and the uh, song that you heard there was just a little snippet of a blues uh, so that is uh, one of the songs um, off of the uh, Rough Night EP that was released in 2022 by Sherry Lane. Uh, we're going to listen to that full song here in just a moment as well. Um, what do we got to go over? Uh, well, first off, I, I, sh- I did say it's Thursday, November 3rd, right? Not Tuesday, November 3rd, as I believe I had on the Sherry Lane podcast graphics. I greatly apologize for that. I had the, the wrong day there. Um, but it is Thursday, November 3rd. We're here. Episode 85 already. Um, right around the corner from 100. It's fantastic. Awesome. So very cool. Speaking of that... Um, I just last night actually put a new sign-up sheet up for the next round of interviews. So I have had a lot of people ask. I wasn't really sure how I was going to do it, but we're going to go ahead and just get the interest in first and everybody's availability and whatnot. So uh, if you are a band, and at this time I am opening it up to, um, you know, photographers, managers, things like that as well. Uh, Any interest at all in coming on the Mid Park Podcast, make sure you check out the link in my Instagram bio uh yeah fill that form out and it's uh it'll, we'll get to it um speaking of the schedule itself um the next one after today is gonna be monday the 7th that's with bad with birds from seattle uh, and the next thursday as well november 10th that's actually gonna be the two-year anniversary of the first time i interviewed a band uh, i interviewed ultimately fruitless two years ago on november 10th 2020 and i will be uh, interviewing ultimately fruitless this uh november 10th as well which is uh, i think really cool uh right you know, timed it up perfectly, just kind of made it well, worked out that way and said, wow, I got to got to put it on that day. So that's that. Uh, James Richard Lane from Baltimore uh, running a little fundraiser there. Or not a fundraiser, but he's uh, putting proceeds of his new EP album um, that is on Bandcamp towards ASPCA Animal uh, Relief Funds for Hurricane Ian. Uh, a Day Without Love from Boston, Saturday, November 12th. I Swallow Ghosts from Pittsburgh, Monday, November 14th. Eric Linden from Minneapolis, Thursday, November 17th. And Citrus Orange from Alpena, Michigan, November 19th. Got a couple others on the back end as well. Um, yeah, that's it, that's it uh, for now. Let's go ahead and listen to uh, A Blues here. So again, um, this is the uh, first song on the Rough Night uh, EP track, or I'm sorry, the EP from Sherry Lane uh, that was released in May. Uh, we'll go ahead and listen to this full song here. Then we will come back and we'll uh, go over a few more things before we head into the full conversation with Tyler. Thank you, as always, for tuning in.
There's a fever in your mind That's there all the time I want you to know Not everything's cool You feel your bones break The feeling overtake I got a fear I can't shake I got a fear I can't shake That's uh, good stuff. I love it. Uh, so again, that's A Blues from the Rough Night EP by Sherry Lane, released in May of 2022. Uh, we're going to listen to another song here in just a moment as well. Um, what else we got to go over, though, real quick before we get into it? Uh, the Mid Park Rocktober Challenge is coming to an end this week. I'm sure all of you are, you know, just plenty... Uh, you know, dreading not seeing me post about that uh, every single day over the last month. So, um, no, I appreciate it really much, really very much, for, you know, for everybody's support with that. It's been a, an awesome little challenge that we started with 60 bands, fan boats and whatnot uh, to get down to three now for the championship. So it's really cool, um, but that will be ending this week. Um, learned a lot. Very thankful for that experience. Of course, what do we got? Playlist, podcast, you know about all of that. Um, thank you. As always, I, I got to make sure that I hit on that too. I never skip over it because it is so very important. This uh, entire local music community, the Mid Park platform itself, um, none of this would be in existence without those of you listening, without uh, those of you giving me your time, like Tyler here today, um, the band's music, everything. You know, I could go on and on, but um, you know, none of this exists without the people. That's it's a people-driven, music-driven platform, um, and I, I'm just so very thankful and humbled for it. So, always want to notate that as well. Um, I think that's it. Yeah. Um, so this next song we are going to listen to actually has a music video with it as well. Uh, so make sure you check that music video out. Uh, that's going to be linked in the podcast description there, uh, as well as uh, Sherry Lane's Instagram, Spotify, all that good stuff. So make sure you support Sherry Lane. Sh- support Sherry Lane. <laughs> support Sherry Lane any way that you are able. Uh, but this is Bolo, B-O-L-O. Uh, again, the, this is a released as a single actually ahead of the ep but this was released in march as a single um and then it is the second track on that uh, rough night ep from sherry sherry lane that was released in may um so yeah let's go ahead and listen to this full song and uh, that will take us into the conversation with tyler and again we will be back after just to wrap up a few more things thank you as always for tuning in
We are here um, in a very interesting place, not Milwaukee, uh, but just a little bit ways away um, in one of the favorite places I have personally ever been to in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Uh, I have Tyler in from Sherry Lane. Welcome on in, man. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. No doubt. No doubt. We got lots to talk about. Um, so I uh, I don't know if you've ever listened to an episode or any of your people listening in now have ever listened in. If not, that's okay. But where I always like to start it out is uh, the local scene. Um, you know, like I just mentioned there, you're, I think, how far is Green Bay from uh, Milwaukee? An hour and a half-ish? Yeah, it's about an hour, hour and a half, hour if you really are driving quick, but... <laughs> yeah, dep- yeah, depends on the day. Yeah, um, <laughs> so, obviously, I I know the Milwaukee scene pretty well. I've had a lot of Milwaukee bands on, but um, I'm very curious, like, does Green Bay kind of have its own thing, or tell me about it, man. I'm, uh, yeah, very yeah. interested. Yeah, Green Bay is an interesting place when it comes to music because you have, you know, the focal point here is is obviously the Packers. Everybody is, you know, all about, I mean, the trash cans are green and gold. <laughs> like, everything is green and gold here. And, Can confirm. I've been yeah, there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So the one thing that's really, you know, with the music scene, it does, you know, for a while it did lack in original stuff that was coming out. And I think that's one of the big um that's one of the driving forces as to why i started doing music too is not a lot of original stuff it was a lot of bars paying cover bands because that's what the the out-of-towners want to hear when they hear visiting for the games and stuff so um, that's what that's what drunk people want to hear when they go to a football game (laughs) yeah exactly yeah drunk people want to hear all those classics you know (laughs) and so the big thing now is there are a lot more venues that have finally started opening up the doors a little bit more to the original um, music. But, yeah, there's a couple really solid bands up here, man. There's, you know, some of our good buddies, and I think they're now down in the Madison area, but, you know, one of my one of my good friends, uh, Scary Canaries, I don't know if you ever heard of them. They're great. Um, yes, actually, I have. I don't I, – I, it's been a while, but I think I have heard of them, yeah. Yeah, if you get a chance, their song Cinnamon is incredible. Um, and then there's a band up here that's actually, um, they're up and coming. They're uh, The Sinner and the Saint. Those guys are absolutely phenomenal, too. Yep. Yeah, they're 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 one of a kind. And then I know we have this band, Stalgic, up here, too. That's, that's um, you know, they're going to be making waves soon. So a lot of our good friends, you know, doing some really cool stuff. And it seems, too, you know, there's a lot of that... Uh, you know, a lot of that rock stuff is coming out of here. There's a lot of rock music, and I think it's it's cool to see that making a comeback, and and people are really into it now. And there's there's people coming out to shows and actually showing up and showing out, and that that's really important for a scene to thrive. And hopefully, you know, soon enough, we'll we'll be just as big as 
you know the Appleton scene they have mile of music they're pretty they're pretty big down there um with that and then you know you have Milwaukee Madison Eau Claire is even pretty solid too so hopefully Green Bay's you know getting up there so and hopefully we're a good driving force for that too man it's great insight I um I think that's uh every Midwest and maybe I'm just like I don't know, maybe it's the Instagram algorithm that just shows me the shit, you know, that is close to me. And but I mean, since I started doing this, um, one of the best overall scenes that, you know, I've been able to see from the outside looking in is the whole uh, who was the first person that deemed that uh, uh, Luke from North Warren, um, the I-94 music scene, you know, from Milwaukee down to Chicago. Yeah. Um you know, in the whole surrounding areas. Um, it's awesome, you know, and, and I mean, yeah, I, uh, you got a good thing there going, man. It's, it's really cool. Um, let's, uh, talk about the music itself. First off, I don't know if you know the, uh, Frankie Valley song, Sherry. Oh, sure do. Sure do. Yeah. Man, let me tell you what, every time I see Sherry Lane, I think of that song (laughs) and, um, specifically about my my dad used to sing that song or try to sing that song at, you know Sherry, as high pitched as he could um he should have so taken that, the low notes on there <laughs> you know like he probably would have been better off with taking the low notes <laughs> right i uh man that that brings back some good times man i'm gonna i'm gonna listen to that after this but sherry lane you guys um you have lots of stuff out, but the most recent single or the most recent um, release you have is an EP, Rough Night, that was released in May. Um, I guess let's talk about that itself before we go anywhere uh, anywhere further. Tell me about yeah. that. Yeah, uh, so that's our, our second project that we put out, um, and it was completely different from the first project um when we had started as a band uh you know i i wrote you know i still do write the majority of things and bring them to the table um but the first album that we did american dream which um we can get into in a little bit too but um when we started to get it getting together that was right before covid of course most bands you know obviously well every band affected by that but um, when we got together on the first album, it was me bringing, you know, 10 to 15 songs to the table and saying, here's what I have. Let's work around it. Um, yeah. In the second the second uh, project, Rough Night, um, more collaboration from everybody, you know, being in the studio rehearsing together. And we were able to write a lot of the stuff together. Um, and that was a big difference. And I think, you know, when you hear the first project as opposed to the second uh, project there's really this big um shift in there's this tonal shift um you know throughout everything and even within the ep itself rough night there's a big tonal shift you know it starts off um with a blues which is a blues track and then um you know you shift into bolo which is another track that's more kind of like um rocky and then you know shifting from there you have like Cauterize and michigan girls in the middle that's kind of shift into that uh indie music um, and then it finishes out with the song Pat Baldwin, um, which Pat Baldwin, you know, is is one of the only like 
punk songs I feel like I've, I've ever intentionally wrote. Um, so there's, you know, but a lot of it with Rough Night, you know, the thing that I really focused on with the lyrics and the songwriting specifically was, you know, telling a story from, you know, the, um, the mind or the, you know, the, the feeling of somebody who is, um, is pretty much like thinks they're the ladies man and they're not and they just keep getting rejected over and over again until finally they they kind of snap and that's what pat baldwin is all about and it's a really interesting uh thing because I, I like to write from a character perspective uh, more times than not um and that's it's kind of an interesting thing um i feel in the songwriting where you know it's not specifically just about my life it's about people that i know and people that i've met and that yeah. into different things so very cool um i don't know if you can see me i uh you know i keep looking down here you know i know yeah. those of you listening um you can't see and I, one of my personal pet peeves is when people just like look at their phone and ignore the conversation <laughs> so i'm just I'm, I'm letting you know i'm looking at your spotify as you're saying all this not just you. ignoring you and writing shit down um very cool so I'm curious off of that then uh the album art is yeah. uh how does that go along with it cuz when I look at this um so you've got you know three different tie well two different fonts but you know three different uh rough night typing you know thing uh thing, what the fuck is the word i'm looking for yeah <laughs> no, I don't rough know. nights uh, there three times uh and then in the background it looks like somebody is very fucked up and uh sleeping on the ground and because it's all blurry or they fell over and uh that was probably their rough night oh yeah that's yeah, what i get out of it yeah, most definitely, and that's uh, that's actually our lead guitar player, uh, Johnny Burtz. I call him the fastest fingers in the Midwest. Is he, Johnny gonna listen to this episode? Oh, 100%. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> Johnny, I want to let you know, man. It looks like that was a very rough night. <laughs> it sure was. It sure was. And the yeah, that picture. We actually, um, I'm trying to remember what show that was, but one of us, I don't recall who took the picture, but one of us in the band took the picture of John because he was. Yeah, he was pretty fucked up, and he's laying <laughs> laying on the ground uh, outside of one of the venues we were playing at. And, did uh, you did you take the picture, and did it come out blurry like that, or did you make <laughs> it blurry like with a? No, that's one hundred percent. The raw file is. The oh, perfect. Picture. Yeah, it worked perfect. To perfection. Um, it's actually a funny story. It was either between that or a picture of one of our butt cheeks. Uh, in. The, in a shower like a glass shower door so i'm really glad we went with that one because it would have had a the tonal thing would have been all on. yeah <laughs> no but yeah and it's it's with the album artwork too you know like um rough night it's just like that rejection that i was talking about too in the songs and stuff i mean you have um that rejection like that feeling of rejection just laying on the ground and just being that messed up and you know, yep. there's just nights like like everybody has had a night like that where you're just so down and you just you might as well just lay on the ground and just let whatever <laughs> i have had more nights like that than i would like to admit um <laughs> yeah more than one um that's very cool who is that on the background of cauterize is that you 
Yeah, that's me. That actually okay. also is a raw picture that was also blurry. So that's <laughs> there's no effects there. I was actually yeah. earthbound <laughs> at the mall. Okay. So yeah, that was me too. <laughs> I like it. I like it, man. Um so as far as the band itself, um, I know you just mentioned that that your lead guitarist there. Um right now, obviously you, that's just uh Tyler in the interview. Um, but who else do we have in the band? Um yeah, yeah. let's let's hear the shout outs, the important <laughs> people and uh everything that makes uh, Sherry Lane. Yeah, so uh so John's been with us since day one. He's our lead guitar player, Johnny Verts. He's awesome, man. He's good shit. He's one of the most unique uh, lead guitar players I've ever played with or heard. I mean, and that's it's one of the coolest things. Um, and then you got uh, Rudy or Rodolfo uh, Solorio. He's our drummer. Wait a minute. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Yeah. His name is Rudolfo. What? Rudolfo Solorio. Rudolfo Solorio. That man is a seven hundred percent Italian. <laughs> no <laughs> no he's actually uh he's hispanic but it's funny that you say italian because we, we at first I actually okay yeah that, no I, he, yeah. Oh, yeah i can yeah i can hear that as well which yeah. that i guess you know ultimately is very very biased of me i shouldn't say that but <laughs> yeah it's funny all right go ahead yeah we actually thought when, he, when we first met him i actually thought he was from asia but he's not he's he's hispanic so <laughs> Um, there's always a running joke about like what his ethnicity is. It's really funny that you said he's Italian. So man, that's a that's a I, that is one of my favorite names. Say it again. Like that rolls off the tongue. Oh yeah, uh, Rudolfo Solario. Rudolfo Solario. Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> I might name my next dog Rudolfo Solario. Yeah. Well, I just had it. It's funny too that you say that because I had a daughter uh, about 11 months ago now, and um. Rudy always made the joke. He's like, you got to call, you got to name her uh, middle name's got to be Michigan. Solari. Don't, I was going to say, don't tell me her, you, what her, what is her middle name? It's Alice. It wasn't even close to that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was just saying, that is definitely not Rudolph Paul. <laughs> no, that would be something else. Though, eh? um, but yeah. And then uh, Justin uh, Weisler, I think, I think it's how you say it. Weisler, Weisler. It, it's, you know, tomato, tomato. Yeah. Uh, very German, of course. Yeah. Um, but he's our bass player. Yeah, he he's the man. He's got he's a very much a Red Hot Chili Peppers fan, so he's big into those flea like bass lines and stuff. And we actually um like the two albums, the two projects we have out, um that was you know someone else recording those bass lines. So like the next stuff that we have coming out, you'll really get to hear his his genius and in, in his bass lines and the way that he he walks up and down the neck. I mean it's incredible. Um and then. Yeah, you know, I'm Tyler. <laughs> I play yeah. I play uh Hi. guitar. Hello. <laughs> I play rhythm guitar and uh in the singer songwriter for Cherry Lane. Sweet, man. Um we'll shout out to uh to the band itself. Um anybody else and I, I don't mean to skip over that though. <laughs> obviously important people. Um anybody else as far as um you know producing uh you know to help fry well actually i know i mean and i guess i should have asked you before we talked about this but i know you uh i think you said you've got uh a child that's pretty yeah. cool yeah. it seems that seems important um yeah, yeah just you know you family that. all that yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i guess it sounds important um 
Yeah, anything, man. You know, family, friends, all that. You know, that I know is uh, important to what's going on. Yeah, yeah, and the, I guess the one thing that was interesting too was having a daughter. And it, it's first daughter, and the only one in the band that has a kid, or the only one in the band that's married too. So, um, you know, there's a whole different. Ah, uh, uh, so you got a wife at home and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, there's a it's one of those really interesting things where it definitely adds a completely different element. Um, you know, when you're going out playing shows and you're going out and you're, you're out till like two or three in the morning sometimes and having to drive to different, you know, areas, however far to play shows. And, you know, you know that you have to, you know, leave them behind for a little bit. That mm-hmm. it can be hard. And I get why a lot of people don't end up making it in the music with, you know, with having kids and, you know, once they have kids to kind of, put all that aside and she's been really good you know my wife breeze is extremely supportive of everything that i do and helpful with all of it so it it definitely makes it a lot easier um and she knows how passionate i am about all of this too so it it does really help a lot with the music stuff yeah that's um that's very good to hear. I mean, I, I don't think I've ever asked that question. Thankfully, I've never asked that question and it's gone awry. Um, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, everybody and I, you know, if you bring your partner up uh, prior, I, I, it's usually an indicator that it's a, a good thing. And, you know, you brought that up and that's uh, it's good, man. That's, that's important. You know, you have to have support from home. Um so that's 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 awesome. Um, what about for you specifically, band included, um, as far as influences, you know, and kind of where the Sherry Lane sound, um, not only the sound, but I guess everything altogether, you know, why kind of a two part question, you know, the bands themselves, the sound um, and then part two like why um did you want to have this band yeah that's that's a great question um yeah the the biggest influence um i know for me as a as a songwriter um i really take a lot of inspiration from alex turner of the arctic monkeys i think he's absolutely brilliant in what he does and um i've always admired his work even the new stuff they have coming out. I mean, I know a lot of people who are Arctic Monkeys fans don't really like the fact that he, he left the guitar behind and now he's behind a, a synthesizer or a keyboard. But he's always been a really big inspiration. You know, I have a lot of different stuff that I listen to, anywhere from that to Bob Dylan. really like Bob Dylan. Big Zepp, Led Zeppelin fan. Um, you know, I even enjoy you know some of the newer stuff right now i've been really into this band called uh the brook in the bluff they're out of alabama they're absolutely incredible um and mount joy too you know some of those and those are more like low-key indie kind of folky type of bands um yep and that's really my foundation in playing music i actually started on acoustic and you know like bob dylan or like even the lumineers when i was um in high school and college i mean they were a big influence too um but when it comes to us collectively as a band too i mean i had mentioned justin with the red hot chili peppers i mean he's a big chili peppers fan he's even got a tattoo of their logo on his calf like that's dedication you know <laughs> so, i'd say so yes yeah and then uh um rudy 
Um, he, you know, he's a big, like, he listens to metal. I mean, he listens to, like, thrash metal and, like, grindcore. I mean, he listens to, like, all this crazy shit. And, um, but then he also listens to, like, R&B tracks and, like, smooth jazz and uh, indie stuff, too. And, like... Rudy's like me, man. Yeah. yeah I'm a, just, I got it all. Yeah, all of it. So, I mean, and it's, and I think all of us, too, collectively, because even John, I mean, John's super into, like, uh, like the he'll, he'll he's the type of guy in our band that he'll come up with like a band like he'll just I swear he's making up names half the time <laughs> he's like hey did you check this band out and you're like no I've never heard of them and then he's like oh yeah it's because they have like a hundred listeners on Spotify and it's just, but then they like turn out to be this incredible you know gem so um, yeah we just have all of those like different perspectives but I think what's nice is that we all do you know absolutely appreciate the art no matter what genre is presented. I mean, shit, I can get down to a country song and the next minute I'll get down to like run the jewels or something. So, I mean, there's yeah. all sorts of stuff. Um, but then also too, um, you know, the second part of your question, the why that's, that's really the, you know, the one thing from when I was a kid, my grandpa, he was, um, he was a musician and, you know, one of the stories he always told us was, you know, that when my dad was born, and this would have been 1975, uh, my grandpa was actually part of this band called the Riot Squad uh, in Michigan. And they're actually in the Michigan Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And he was part of that band. And they were playing shows, you know, in the 60s and early 70s. And, you know, they were they were trying to be, you know, the next big thing. And they got a record deal out in California um, right before my dad was was going to be born and um yeah and he turned it down thinking that there would be another one coming and you know to this day it's i would think it would be his biggest regret that he turned it down because another one didn't show up um that's kind of how i always wanted to you know get into this was like if i get into this and i go for it i'm gonna really go for it and if something comes up well i'm not gonna turn it down thinking there should be another one around the corner because you know i know from previous experience with my grandfather's story but yeah he was a big inspiration for me and and how i got into all this mess yeah um very cool i i I relate in a lot of ways you know like we said first off with the variation of sound and um you know kind of listening to everything and i I think that's very important i really do you know it's it's cliche and overstated but um yeah I, i i yeah i mean I have influences from, I mean, obviously mostly rock, um, but rap, country, everything, you name it. Um, everybody's got their stuff, man, and, and you just kind of take little pieces from here and there. Um, and then, you know, as far as your grandfather and taking, you know, lessons from him, that's the life, you know. Um, you uh, you learn as uh, as as you go, and, and I'm sure your grandfather uh, – you know, is, is, I don't know if he's still here with us, but either, you know, here or, you know, happy, proud, looking down either or, um, and that's the great thing about it. You know, you, you just, as time goes, as long as there is progress, um, you know, you're growing in his name, your own father's name. I mean, it's, um, again, all of that is very cheesy and, uh, could say it over and over but i think that's awesome man it's um yeah, yeah it's very yeah. very very cool 
Yeah, it's cool. It's cool how life works sometimes like that. You know, like it's almost like the music stuff skipped a generation. You know, my dad is like the least musically inclined person alive. I feel like. Yeah. Um, he can carry a tune, I think, a little bit, but um, when it comes to uh, he similar, you had mentioned your father with Sherry uh, by Frankie Valley. Yep. My dad's the same way. I mean, he goes for that high note, and I can tell him every time you should probably go for that low note because a little easier for you to hit <laughs> right <laughs> but uh yeah no and, and yeah my my grandfather's still here and you know i i do ask him um time and time um or i guess when it when it applies whenever we you know release new music i'll talk to him about things and he's very honest and my whole family is very honest about the music that i make and i think that also is a very big contributor i mean my mom i remember one time i brought her a poem that i wrote when i was in like seventh grade i think it was and i read a line that was absolutely ass i mean it was bad (laughs) i think i I rhymed the words goat and coat together and my mom literally laughed in my face was like what the fuck is that and you know like i'll never forget that as long as i live but i mean that's what makes me you know yeah makes me be a better lyricist you know at the right. end of the day so I mean, she yeah. wasn't lying no she really wasn't and, and quite honestly i'm glad that they don't sugarcoat anything because you know that's how people uh end up on american idol and not being great singers or anything not saying i'm right. a great singer but yeah you know, that's how uh, some people end up in that spot <laughs> yep man that's uh that's oh man I, again, I can relate in a number of ways there. Uh, yeah, you you rhyme coat with goat, and then coat with goat again. I think I might have even used the phrase goat coat. I think that's actually what it was, now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> there you go. It's a suppressed memory from a long time ago, so I try not to think about it. As First, much. you rhyme goat with coat, and then the next line, you say goat coat, and then you yeah. got, you know, it's all of it. Oh, that's great, <laughs> man. Um, so um, this episode, like we said, is going to be out, you know, beginning of November. Yeah. Um, Right now, as we are recording, it's the beginning of October, so we're about a month out. But um, what for Sherry Lane um, do you know of that might be coming in November, December? And if nothing, that's okay. Um, what you know? What do you want people to know? I guess that you've been doing. Yeah, um, yeah. We just hit a little bit of a weird uh, like spot with our band. We had our Rudolfo, uh, Rudy, our drummer, he actually broke his femur. Um, of course, and, and this this guy's got the most interesting life. I, yeah. You remember the uh, the most interesting man in the world? Uh, yeah, yeah, the Dosakis yeah. ones. You're saying? Yep, that's yeah, that's him. Yeah, I should make one of those for uh, for his birthday. Yeah. You want to do it, Kevin? Would you be the Dosakis man for his birthday? I will do it. I right, yeah, I'm sick. I'm there. I'll commission it for you. <laughs> so yeah no but he yeah it's kind of a fucky situation he he broke his femur um in his right leg his kick drum leg so that's kind of a bummer Whew. that's yeah, uh so. one of the worst bones you can i mean that i from what i know i don't i mean i'm not a doctor but yeah <laughs> that's yeah i think that's rough i i you know this this will be a month old by the time it gets out but uh, i hope yeah. by that time even it's he's on the mend man that's rough yeah me too man yeah because he, he's he's good shit and, and i do hope and you know wish him the best. 
best as far as the recovery and stuff goes. And, you know, we've been talking and stuff, and we have a um, handful of shows that are coming up, too. Um, you know, I know we'll, we'll actually have played already, like, two shows by the time this comes out with Halloween weekend and whatnot. But um, we actually have um, some of our friends are helping us out fill in and things for them so we can continue the shows. And, you know, we didn't – since we had to cancel – there was two separate occasions we had to cancel shows after booking one because of COVID and then um, another set of shows because of some other stuff that had come up. But, you know, this time around, I was like, you know what? We can't. We got to, the show goes on and we got to get something in here. So, um, yep. especially too, when you're looking at, you know, the femur, I mean, that's, that could be like a 12 month recovery time. So, oh, dude. Yeah. But, but too, in the meantime, you know, we've been, you know, and, and prior to him doing that, you know, we were actually we're working on another EP or possibly a full length album. It's up in the air what it's going to be, but a lot of good shit. I mean, there's yeah. some there's some interesting sounds that, you know, and and I did I mentioned, too, with Justin, you know, the way that he, um, you know, he he was added to the band uh, right about June and um, the way that the, what he brings to the table and what he brings to our sound and there's so many different avenues that we can explore and, and a lot of the newer stuff that we're uh, working on right now. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that there's a couple things that sound very like Rolling Stones esque. And there's a couple things that sound like car seat headrest a little bit. And, you know, there's all these different things that are coming together where, you know, it's, it's, it's completely different sounds. Um, and I think that's, that's the most exciting thing about, about um, this band too, in my opinion, is that we we're not afraid to go, you know, have a song that's slowed down and acoustic-y. We're not afraid to then go to like a punk song and then come back to like a indie alternative thing. So I mean, we're we're definitely there's no genre for Sherry Lane. It's it, it just is, um, and that's kind of the fun. That you know, I don't like to pigeonhole us into one specific thing like pop pop punk yeah. or something. You know what I mean? So sure. Yeah, man. That's all, uh, again, I mean, I mean, every answer that you've given, you know, has been very insightful. Um, I, I, I think, uh, not only do I appreciate that, but everybody listening, um, I have three questions. The first one here, I, I think is, uh, well, it could be long. I don't know. Um, <laughs> how did you stumble upon the name Sherry Lane? Why is that? Why is that your band name? Yeah, no, that's a great question. Uh, yeah, so we actually used to be called Junior Year Drug Month. Wait, hold up. Yeah, I think you, you broke up briefly there. So, you broke up briefly. Ju- junior oh, Year. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. Junior Year Drug Money. Oh, my God. Junior I Year used, Drug yeah. Money. That's a hell of a name there. Yeah, really. Well, and that, I'll tell that story, too, first, and I'll tell you how we got to Sherry Lane. So, yeah, let's hear it. Let her rip, man. I think it was like 2017 or 2018, right? (laughs) I was working on just writing songs. And I think, you know, like anybody who's a musician who has GarageBand at their fingertips, you know, you work on just as much as you possibly can with that and just trying out new things. And I, um, I was writing all these like songs and I remember being like, what the hell am I going to call this? And <laughs> I ran it past a couple of my friends, and there was a story from when I was in high school, junior year, uh, where this guy 
he I'm probably incriminating myself, but whatever. <laughs> but this guy, he, <laughs> he was a friend of mine, and he goes, "Hey man, I got the, I had the feds blocked, man. It's all oh, good." Oh, sick. So, sounds good. Got the fuzz blockers on, so we're sorry. yeah. Um, yeah. No, he he comes up to me one day at school. We're in gym class, and he goes, "Hey man." You want to make some extra cash? And I was like, yeah, sure. Like, whatever. You know, I don't care. I'm like junior in high school. I need a buck, right? This is the most, this is the most Midwest <laughs> yeah. high school shit ever. Oh, for sure. There's nothing else going on. Like, no. this, this is all like, we just, All right, man, whatever. Whatever, dude. I'll do it. Yeah. I'm like, I'm throwing a pizza or something I'm into. But um, he, <laughs> he goes, yeah, my cousin, like, uh, my cousin has, like, all this like weed he's like uh i'll like i'll give you this much and then you sell it for this much and then you keep this much and give me this much right like that was that's just a typical thing <laughs> and my dumb ass is like yeah no problem whatever and so <laughs> so all you were selling was weed like nothing else oh, yeah 100 yeah, no heroin no <laughs> hard stuff you were you weren't no, killing no. anybody wait are you are you the feds <laughs> no no i just i'm just I, yeah no it's great I, I like all i'm trying to get as if you're selling weed that's great like i'm i'm proud of you you should do that weed is great and i i yeah <laughs> i love it i wish our country would start selling it too that'd be awesome <laughs> oh man i i'm i thankfully have a medical card here in ohio um oh, i'm so jealous i have to drive to michigan dude it sucks yeah i bet i <laughs> we could have a whole episode on that alone but go oh, ahead sure yeah, so so anyway, so I got so I sold all of it, right? Um, and so I'm like I'm selling all this stuff to like friends and probably family too, honestly. <laughs> and, uh, okay. So I have my profits and I have my you know what is gonna be given to this friend, and I leave to go out of town, and I had my money like in a shoebox, like the most. Like in a random janky shoebox under a bunch of random shit. Again, as you know, Midwest part five. (laughs) Yeah, it was next to the cup of ranch from Quick Trip. It was it was right in the best spot you could put it, right? Yep. And uh, well, I come back and my my money for my friend is gone. Someone took it, like in my own house. And I don't know who it was. I have three brothers. I don't know which one took it. Yeah. It could have been my dad for all I know, right? And so. I'm like, shit. So I thought of that story and I was telling that story one day where I was absolutely hammered with some friends. And I was just like, yeah, man, it was bullshit. Like, someone took my junior year drug money. And then instantly I was like, that's a fucking band name. I got to call it that. Um, and then as soon as I put out the first track under the name Junior Year Drug Money, my grandma of all people saw it and she goes, nope, nope, absolutely not. <laughs> She's like, no, you're not calling it that. You got to call it something else. And the names that she gave me as an alternative were just absolute trash. And so I'm like, do you remember any of them? Um, one of them was called like Happy Days or something with D A Z E, like <laughs> shit like that, or like um. She was Happy trying. Days. She was trying. She was really, she was really pushing for it, and it was just like I think one might have been like the Tyler Tolman Express or something, just some bullshit. <laughs> She just picked, I think she just did a word generator and put my name in it. She just went anything but what you had. Yeah, exactly right. 
And so, but then it was, you know, lo and behold, the name uh, Sherry Lane was staring at me the whole time because that's actually um, at that time that was where my parents were living with Sherry Lane. I knew it. I knew yeah. it. Yep. And then, uh, yeah, and that's where I grew up. And that's when I started writing songs and all this stuff. And I was like, Sherry Lane, like it's, and it was actually really designed as like a temporary name. And then, um, yeah, it just has like a, it just has like this thing to it i don't really know what how to describe it but it it yeah. just it works and uh i think it i think it actually just like really defined what we and is grandma okay with it oh yeah yeah no she's cool now yeah junior drug money don't worry grandma if you're listening to this which she might be at some point um Greg, grandma did not want to send her friends uh hey listen to my uh grandson's music <laughs> Here's yeah, <laughs> junior year drug money. Yeah, I was. Yeah, that was. Um, she, in hindsight, she had my back. That was that was a good call. So I'm glad she did that. Ah, shit, that's great. Um, man, what a that's that's a great story there. Um, that's why I ask, man. Um, two part question here to finish it out. So, um, uh, one, why should people be excited about Sherry Lane? Um, you've talked a little bit about it. Um, but you know, anything else you want to add on that? And then uh, part two, what is the best way to support Sherry Lane? Awesome. Yeah, those are both great questions. Um, <laughs> you know, what's funny is I said that and then I forgot the first question. Could you repeat the first question? Again? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, uh, I, I do that frequently. So <laughs> why should people be excited about Sherry Lane and uh, what is the best way to support? So a, why are people excited? Why should they be excited? Yeah. B best way to support. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, honestly, my biggest thing was Sherry Lane and, and why I think people should listen uh, to us and be excited about our music is because quite free, like quite frankly, we are, you know, I'm a regular guy. I literally, I don't try to be something I'm not. I go up there, I play music that I wrote, and I go up there and I do my thing. And, you know, I get to express myself. I get to almost slip into, like, a little bit of a, little bit of, like, a alter ego on stage and be a little bit, like, hip gyration-y. And, you know, I don't do that shit, you know, all the time. But, like, you know, it... it my personality comes out um, on stage just as it would in conversation like we're having here where, you know, people can tell that I'm, I'm this type of person just laid back, but also, you know, I like to joke around quite a bit. And even with some of the serious nature and the topics that we t discuss in the songs or, or, you know, sing about in the songs. I mean, you know, there's a lot of these different things that kind of seep through um, in the live performance and, you know, I think, too, a lot of times the the words that I use in the songs, you know, there's um, one particular thing that sticks out to me. And I think it's just the honesty in the lyrics themselves, too. And my favorite, my personal favorite lyric that I, we have in any of our songs is at the beginning of American Dream. Um, I say the line, Johnny's in the kitchen lighting all the matches see if life's as short as these sticks and it's one of those things that just that visual in my mind and that visual when i was thinking about something like that like that lyrics like that are the reason that i got excited to get into music listening to 
the way that you know guys like Alex Turner or Bob Dylan or um, you know anybody really that has great lyrics, like the way that I had listened to their lyrics and I said, you know, I want to make people be able to visualize things like that, get excited to you know to listen to this shit because you know if I had I feel like if I had certain lyrics that were no cliche or like if i said goat coat in a fucking song somebody's gonna you know see right through that so i think the ultimately being the most genuine we could possibly be i mean we don't put on leather pants and have our dicks you know (laughs) seen through our pants because you know or anything like that you know we we just go up there and like midwesterns do you know maybe throw a flannel on and a a beanie or something and play the music and Just, just get just go after it yeah, just be as relatable as possible. That's the biggest thing for us. And um, yeah, but no, and and really, where people can support us the most, honestly, is um, you know, we do have we don't really have like a merch store or anything quite yet that's set up. But just listening to the music, going on Spotify and and listening to American Dream and Rough Night, and just checking us out and and just you know maybe showing up to one of our shows um, if we come near. Uh, you know, maybe, you know, so whether you're in Wisconsin or elsewhere, you know, let us know where, where you want us to be and we'll, we'll come and see you and we'll, we'll come and play some shows. So, um, then Instagram too, we're Sherry Lane. I think we're Sherry Lane band on Instagram. Sherry Lane was taken. Of course, someone's named that. So, (laughs) you know, and then, uh, yeah. So on there, you know, that's where we post, you know, just like our updates and then, Facebook at Sherry Lane Music, um, I believe, or Sherry Lane Band as well. Because, um, again, Facebook thought we were trying to pose as something. Yep. And so, yeah, any of those places would be great. Have you seen Bob Dylan live? So I actually just talked to uh, Justin about this. He went and saw Bob Dylan in 2015 at, I think he said it was... Eagles Ballroom in Milwaukee. I'm <coughs> sorry, excuse me. And he said <coughs> that uh Did you just hit a bowl? No, hold on one second. <laughs> I can't see you, but it sure sounds like you did. <laughs> yeah, we'll just go with that being this the story here. <laughs> no, I actually choked, <laughs> choked on my own saliva. Grand I hope grandma's not listening. Yeah. Oh, did I say saliva? <laughs> I meant sativa. That's what I. <laughs> <about>. um, <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> yeah. No. We were just talking about Bob Dylan because Justin went and saw him in 2015. I think it was Eagles Ballroom, if I'm not mistaken, or something like that. Maybe the Pap Suite or some shit. Who knows? And um, he goes, "Yeah, dude, I paid eighty dollars to see Bob Dylan. He didn't play one fucking song I knew. He played all of his new stuff, dude. And I was like, that would piss me off more than anything." Well, that's why I ask. I um, I saw Bob Dylan in 2008 or nine, yeah. one of those. Um, it was here in Canton, Ohio, at, at the Civic Center, and the acoustics were fucking horrible. Um, like like no concert should have taken place there. Um, yeah, yeah. you know, let alone somebody as significant as Bob Dylan. And I mean, at that time alone, he was already old and, uh, you know, he didn't move. Uh, he just <laughs> sat there and played. And so, you know, at that point, you know, nine, I was like 14, 15. And, and um, 
yeah, I, 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 I was a little turned off at the beginning, but, uh, I just, as I got older, I realized the significance of what I saw. Um, and I, I love Dylan as a songwriter, subterranean and homesick blues is one of my favorite songs. Um, yeah. Um, but I mean, it's not about Dylan. This is about Sherry Lane. But if yeah. you don't mind too, Kevin, one thing I gotta ask you because it's something I love to talk about too. And if you taking so much of time here, I will. I, yeah, I uh, I gotta ask you. So, what's the best concert you've ever been to? Oh man, uh, everybody's got like a top three, but there's got to be at least one, right? There's six out above the rest. Yeah, Bruce Springsteen. Oh fuck! I mean, God, I'm so jealous. <laughs> yeah, I've seen Springsteen live twice. Um, yeah, the first time I was with my dad, it was in Cleveland. Um, you know, with my dad, that definitely, you know, kind of bumped it up. But, uh, I mean, Springsteen live, this motherfucker plays for close to three hours, man. And yeah, everybody, good. yeah, everybody there is just there for the same reason. And, uh, yeah, Springsteen shows are fucking sweet, man. I've seen the Eagles live twice. Um, those both were pretty, ah, uh, man, damn this. I, I'm, I, I'm sticking with Springsteen, but another good one was, um, I saw the Eagles like a year. So I, let me backtrack, you know, mid park is because of my dad, you know, named after his high school. My dad passed away. Um, with the Eagles, Glenn Fry passed away. Oh yeah. And his son took his place in the band Deacon. And, um, I saw them live the very first tour after, um, Glenn died and Deacon took his place. And, uh, that was just very cool. And the last one I'll mention is I saw ACDC live. Um, Again, kind of connecting it to my dad, but this was in 2015, and <laughs> it's a really long story, but long story short, we ended up on the floor. It was my mom and I. I, I saw ACDC with my mom, um, and it was two days before my dad's first uh, birthday before or after he died, um, so we kind of went for that reason, and just all of it together in the concert, and dude uh angus young came out on for the uh the encore played a solo solo that was like literally 10 15 minutes long confetti came out from this those you know and i i could go on and on you did you, you got me started god damn it that's incredible dude i so like i've seen some older you know bands and stuff like that sorry if you hear the microwave in the background too my, my wife is make no you're fine She's making something. God damn it. God damn it, Bree. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you're not allowed to eat right now. No. <laughs> no, but one like some of the oldies and stuff like we're not like not that like I mean I guess Eagles technically now they're probably ACDC, but um no man some of those people dude they just they just put on such incredible shows and none of those three I've had the chance of seeing yet but um one of the one of my favorite concerts personally too i got there's two that stick out to me and one of them just because of nostalgia reasons i got to see cool in the gang one time on just a flyby like 
you know, just saw them. <laughs> like they were at yeah. some fest in Milwaukee, uh, the world's largest music festivals. No, that's awesome. Um, yeah, it's a great time. And it, it's like the best opportunity to just like I think I was coming out of seeing Ed Sheeran because my ex-girlfriend wanted to see him. And then <laughs> I, I, all of a sudden I'm like, holy shit, cool in the gang. And we go up and I'm like listening to cool in the gang. They're playing get down on it. And I'm just like, this is the best fucking moment of my life. Yep. Uh, but that and then the, but the best singular concert I ever saw. And it's a newer band, too. Um, but I went I went to Grand Rapids, Michigan. And I got I saw Cage the Elephant, and if you haven't seen Cage the Elephant live, you have. I've not. They are fucking so good, and um, Matt Schultz, their singer, he is like the embodiment of like of like a modern day Mick Jagger, just the way that he moves on stage and just like the way that he does things, and he's just he's absolutely electric, and they they. They sound better than all of their recordings live. Like, I mean, they are just so good. And, yeah, concerts are just the best thing ever, especially when it's that grandiose and you're seeing these bands that are larger than life, like, especially Bruce Springsteen. I mean, come on. That's a guy I have to see. <laughs> yeah, man. I, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I concur completely. I mean, I, it's, uh, when you hear a song live, you know, that you, and I, you know, I, I this is about indie rock and I I want to promote the indie bands as much as I can you know but at yeah. the same time the indie bands would not exist without these bands that we're talking about you know and when um when you hear a song live for the first time I saw Roger Waters you know um yeah. U2 um there's I mean I've seen I've seen a lot of fucking bands man I mean and and, and when you hear those bands live and those songs um, I remember when Roger Waters and another brick, uh, <clears throat> another brick in the wall came on live. Um, you know, it's not the whole band, but even still like when that came on and <clears throat> I mean, I just, I think that was in like 2017 or 18. So, I mean, I was 25, 26 at that point. Yeah. Um, I mean, Everybody, every every person who has ever heard music knows another brick in the wall. Oh yeah. Whether you know it or whether you know you know it or not, you've heard that song. Um, yeah. You either know it as a "We Don't Need No Education." Uh, that that might be the song, the, the title that you call it. <laughs> yeah. uh, or you know, if you know music and and whatnot, you obviously know that it's uh another brick in the wall and and from pink floyd but either here nor there i could go on and on you know when you hear those songs that you've been you know listening to for years and have been a part of your life for years and you hear them live for the first time um it's uh it's a special special thing man yeah well and and to just you know to wrap this up as well going back to your very first question you asked me about the music scenes and you know, I listened to a couple of your other interviews, too, and you, you asked that question, um, you know, to those bands I listened to as well. And I think the one thing that people don't realize in these smaller towns and in these, you know, these places where cover bands are the thing is how do you think that those bands that we're playing covers of got to where they are? It's because people showed up at their shows when they were small time bands and they they you know the hype and the buzz around this band from you know this small town and you know kentucky or this small town in like iowa or you know anywhere yep. you know that's how that's how these bands 
became what they are is because people went out and saw them and the right people saw them and, and the word got out and you know everybody starts somewhere you know everybody starts at you know strumming a guitar at an open mic or something or playing for their talent show or whatever the case may be or playing some shitty dive bar in green bay wisconsin <laughs> you know what i mean Dude. so yeah i i i yeah i i've got uh 15 books over here on bruce springsteen and and everybody else you know that i'm looking at and yeah i mean i've read them and it's yeah that you know they you know you're from uh you know green bay there that's a small town you know people like bruce from asbury park that's a small town outside of a big city very similar um you just you know you, you start yeah, I'm 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 just reiterating everything you just said. I mean, you start one place, um, you, it, I had a conversation with um, Act Casual from Detroit, and um, one of the things that uh, Danny from that band said will always stick with me, and it's I mean I've always known it, but just you know hearing it, he was kind of the first person that ever said it to me is like, it's not about the big wins. It's not about the big losses. It's not about either extreme. You know, people like to get all gung ho when uh, they have a song that gets a lot of streams or they have uh, an Instagram post that gets a lot of likes. That's great. But at the same time, that's only one thing. You've got to keep going. The bands and, you know, you could relate it to any artistic field, um, but the bands that make it are those that consistently grow. That's it. It's all about consistency. Um, I don't mean to sound like, you know, a, a preacher here and trying to, you know, I'm not, I don't, I just, just one man's opinion. I'm not right or wrong. It's just what I think, but it's about consistency, man. You know, you just got to keep growing. And I don't know if anything I just said made sense or if it just sound like I'm rambling on or not, but that's that, man. No, man, you're, you're exactly right. That is exactly what it is. And the hard times, you know, like, our, you know, Rudy broke his femur. That's one thing where you could be like, you know what? Fuck, maybe the universe yep. is telling Fuck, us. Fuck, we're fuck. done. That sucks. Let's, yep, yeah, exactly. And, and there's, you know, COVID. Every, every band faced COVID at that time. And it's like so many bands didn't make it that probably could have been huge. Yep. And they gave up. And it's like, no, you got to keep going. You have to keep going. And it's fucking hard, man. Like anybody that's listening to this, that's new to being a band and you're dealing with those tumultuous situations like it's fucking hard oh my god yeah way you can get through it is support from your fans and support from your family your friends your bandmates like you just gotta push you gotta keep pushing because like you said the ones who push the ones who are consistently growing those are the ones that at the end of the day they're playing those three-hour stadium shows that you're at so (laughs) yep yeah man no i think that's that's yeah, I mean, it's I just, you know, I have a few conversations or a few interviews every Wednesday and um, the band before said, you know, very similar thing, man. You just got to keep pushing. And I think something that's different about today and, you know, compared to 10, 20 years ago is a lot of that was based on competition, at least what we see from the outside looking in. Um, but today it it really seems like those that genuinely are in it for the long haul, everybody's supporting everybody. And I think that's, that's, you know, like nobody is getting there alone. Nobody is getting to the top 
nobody's getting making you know that three hour long arena show without other bands without other support wherever it is um and that's you know what you got to keep in mind and just yeah yeah there's so many we just actually had a band reach out to us that's you know a guy reached out to me he's they're just starting out as a band it's cool as hell you know being at the point where there's other bands that are just starting out that reach out to you and say hey man like we want to play a show with you if you have any openings and you know just being receptive and saying you know what send me what you have i'll take a listen to it and listen to it and you know i listen to it and you know it's it's one of those things it's like hell yeah dude like we got a spot for you on this and just being receptive to it where there's a lot of bands man there's a lot of bands i've reached out to you reach out to them you're like hey man if you guys ever like are in town like we'd love to play a show or you know if we come to your town like you know any interest in adding us on a bill or anything like that they read it and don't say shit and you're like cool man like you know like those are the bands that might not grow um (laughs) don't get me started man i know isn't it crazy it's cutthroat out here man it's it's nuts and it's like some scenes too are hard to break into especially for us you know like in a small town even in our own state like you have the the venues that'll say oh well you need to establish an audience here it's like well how the fuck do i do that if not none of the venues give me a chance you know, yeah. how do you do that if none of the bands in that area give you a chance so it's uh yeah i think i think as long as bands in their scenes and their respective scenes are even if there's one or two that are receptive to uh other bands and, and bringing people up with them that's how the, the scene grows as a whole i mean that's yep. the only way it's it's uh it's not sink or swim like everybody thinks the tide rises uh for everyone that's the case so i think that's a good way to round it out man i uh yeah we could go on and on i i am obviously with you uh across the board i think it's a great conversation i think anybody listening will get a lot from the conversation which you know is uh the most important thing um yeah anything else tyler at all no no just uh just uh yeah check out sherry lane on spotify instagram facebook and make sure to go out and support your local music scene and check people out when they're in town and and if you ever see me out anywhere at shows just stop by say hi we don't bite i promise maybe rudy does but i don't (laughs) (laughs) so yeah that's all i got man i appreciate you for uh for having me on and i appreciate you doing this this is awesome yeah man no doubt i uh yeah uh all of that will be linked to the podcast description there you know social media is uh the Spotify um, help support Sherry Lane any way you are able. Those of you listening, um, great conversation, man. Again, I you know I think a lot of people will get a lot of things from this. Um, you got a great perspective, and you know we could go on and on. Like I said several times, um, yeah, it's uh, it's about consistent growth, um, and I'm I'm jealous of you. You know <laughs> I think you know you've got a good thing going. You know uh, you got a a great perspective. Um, yeah, this, uh, this conversation will be out, like you said, the beginning of beginning of November, you got a lot of things after that. You got a, a lot of, uh, foundation before that and, um, just nothing but, uh, good things to look forward to. And I'm, I'm very excited about a relationship to keep, uh, keep consistently moving forward, man. Hell yeah. Well, I appreciate it, man. And thanks for the kind words. They're, they're always welcome.
Yeah, man, no doubt. That's Tyler of Sherry Lane of Green Bay, Wisconsin. Uh, as always, man, thank you for giving me your time. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Take care. No, no doubt. And that is that, everybody. Uh, so very thankful for that conversation. Uh, I hope you got something from it like I know I did. Uh, I always, um, It's always interesting for me to go back and listen to the conversations after I have them. Um, and, and just, you know, it's and not even just, you know, for this one. I think it's, it's uh, I learned stuff, honestly. I, I, you know, I learned stuff that I didn't maybe catch the first time or I, I learned, you know, it's almost like a, an athlete, like watching his film. Um, you know, I learned things that I need to do better and, and ask better and things like that. Um, so it's always fun. Um, I don't know why I felt like I need to throw that in here for this one. But uh, again, that was Tyler uh, of Sherry Lane uh, from Green Bay, Wisconsin. Uh, a great place, um, great guy, and uh, wishing them nothing but the best here uh, as they get it rolling into the winter. That's because it's a tough winter up there, as we talked about, man. That's, uh, that's a tough, tough place to live in the winter. Um, so you got to have things like music to get you through. Um, not that, you know, here in Northeast Ohio is a whole lot better. Uh, that's it. We'll go ahead and wrap it up. Um, very thankful again for Tyler, for everybody that is listening in. Uh, again, the next episode is going to be this Monday, November 7th with Bad with Birds from Seattle, Washington. Um, so that's going to be a really good one. Excited for that. I had a great conversation with them. And yeah, then we got a couple more before we head into Thanksgiving and Christmas is right around the corner and it's just nuts, man. I mentioned time all the time and, uh, I, I never get over it. It's, it's just, insane to me how fast it all moves um but here we are uh we keep chugging along appreciate you guys very much uh so on the way out here we're gonna listen to one more song as always and this is gonna be the fourth song off of the uh, rough night ep but this one was also least uh released as a single ahead as well uh so this one was released on april 20th Aha, I love that date uh, of 2022 and as a single, and it was released uh, as the fourth track on the album or the EP, sorry, um, in May. And this is Cauter Eyes. So Cauter Eyes here are going to be the last song that we listen to. We listen to A Blues and B O L O Bolo at the beginning, uh, and now Cauter Eyes here at, uh, on the way out. So I uh, hope you enjoy the song. Hope you enjoyed the whole conversation. Again, that is Tyler of Sherry Lane uh, from Green Bay, Wisconsin. My name is Kevin Vargo, host and founder of the Mid Park Music Podcast. We will see you next time.